fall in love. I'll know better what to do next time I fall in love. Ooh, next time I fall. I should have like said go. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, that's okay because <laughs> because the look on your face. I was like, it's just feeling a little Peter Cetera-ish. I know. You know a little, well, that's a little flashback. We're gonna have a little Peter Cetera. Well, we already did. Well, yeah. We watched it. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Beth, we want to welcome yes. our new listeners in, dang it, I'm going to say it wrong, Vallejo, no. California. Vallejo. Uh, do You don't really say the L in, do you? I always do. I thought that's how you said it. I think the L in Spanish, the double L in Spanish is a Y sound. It probably is, but I'm not sure that that, I don't know. V-A-L-L-E-J-O. California. California and Porto, Portugal. Welcome. I so last night I did a live with John on Movie Lovers. Oh yeah, how did that go? It went really well, but it, we, we did the Great Outdoors, which is set in Wisconsin. Yes, and it just made me think of it because I'm like, hey John, can you say Lake Potawatominimac? That's where they learn. <laughs> yes, that we can say. Yes, we can say Potawatominimac. But I don't know. I'm not. I wish. I wish. I wish. I would have taken Spanish. I wish I could speak Spanish. I did Spanish. take Spanish, but it was like two semesters in college. So yeah. 25 years ago, I don't remember a lot of yeah. it. I remember some of it, mm -hmm. but just like French, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. However, I did try to pick two cities that I believe have surfing and need Baywatch. Yes. People because, Case. Yes. The movie we're reviewing is Baywatch Panic at Malibu Pier. Yay. This is the TV pilot. Yes. Starring... Uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because Parker really is my crutch. I know, I know, but we, but everybody loved the Hoff back in the day. It's true. So it's they true. both were Hoff. not, not me, not no, me. No, but, no, no. I was never as much into him as other. I mean, I guess I never, but I never. So I did watch Baywatch, but I didn't watch it like every episode and I didn't really watch a lot of Knight Rider. I, I, I feel, I feel like, well, I did watch Knight Rider cause I liked the car, but I feel like Baywatch was often on Saturday afternoons when I'd be like, and now it's nap time. Right. So I'm going to turn on Baywatch, lay right. on the couch, yeah. snuggle up with my kitty cat yeah. and take a nap. Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, we, I, and I've told you the story. I met Pamela Anderson. She's not in the pilot. And David Charvet, and I knew I, I knew I knew of the show, mm -hmm. but actually I don't know if I'd ever watched it until that point. And I just learned that she didn't come on the show till season two. So, oh, or three. Okay. So it's, it, I just don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I just didn't watch it with any regularity, not because I didn't like it, but because, you know, when it was on, I was also working full time. I, I, yeah. I didn't watch. I don't even TV. remember when it was like on, like not reruns on, like when was it right. like so, scheduled time Wednesday so when nights? We, when we met Pamela Anderson, I, Shannon was still living in Milwaukee. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. So I, and I originally aired on like a network and then went to syndication. So I don't have any idea when it was on. I, <laughs> and then that, that might be why. Me neither. So the Baywatch TV series aired for 11 seasons. So I guess that's no excuse for not watching. Right? I suppose. Between 1989 and 2001, IMDb describes the series as at a Los Angeles beach, a team of lifeguards led by Lieutenant Mitch Buchanan saves the lives 
deals with personal dramas, fight crime, and participate in over-the-top adventures on a daily basis. Whoa. Right. Panic at Malibu Pier aired on April 23rd, 1989. Okay. According, so we were both in college at the time, right? It's you true. Were still, you, yep. you were still in school. According to TV Tango, interestingly, Family Ties, Moonlighting, and Murder, she wrote, also aired that night, Casey. Wow. So we have already done the Moonlighting pilot. We did a Murder, She Wrote movie last summer, and we're going to do Family Ties next. Next. It'll be our next yep. episode. TV Tango describes, describes it as series pilot about the romances, family lives, and daredevil aquatic rescues of a group of L.A. County lifeguards and amateur lifeguard attorney. Okay. I'm going to tell you that I think this was a very big budget movie based on the music, based mm -hmm. on how it was filmed. There's mm -hmm. helicopter scenes. There's like boats. Yep. They're, they. It looks like it was filmed on honest like not on a set but like on a beach. On location so, yeah based on the fact that parker stevenson and david hasselhoff who were both very big stars at this point mm -hmm. big names to bring into a tv show so i i don't know what the budget was because it was a tv movie harder to find that info but i'm guessing and i think you probably think that too right? i agree okay i do agree with that. all right so case this is a really huge cast it is it's always been a huge cast baywatch mm -hmm. is always even though it, it kind of had a lot of different characters throughout the series so I'm only going to talk about three of the actors. Okay. Of note, though. Yes. The music has Peter Cetera, oh, who yeah. you sang earlier, mm -hmm. Bruce Hornsby in the rain. It's true. Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Yep. And the band. Yep. So these were all big, popular names, band names at the time that mm -hmm. this aired. So again, the music rights would have been expensive to get. Yep. Awesome. Brandon Call plays Toby Buchanan. I chose to talk about him, Case, because you know this, right? He is well known for the show, but he also was in a very, very popular Friday night. <laughs> yep. Step by Step, which yep. also starred Suzanne Summers. Yep. He was in that for seven seasons. Yep. That show is set in Port Washington, Wisconsin. It sure is. He seems to have retired from acting okay. after Step by Step went off the air. Okay. And I always find it hilarious that his name is Hobie because I believe Hobie is like a brand name for a surfboard. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I just, I never, I've never heard the name yeah. before or since. Yeah. But I always laugh at the beginning of the step-by-step because -step, I watched step-by-step. -step, I thought it was a really cute show because they show them on roller coaster yeah, on the roller coaster and the giant Ferris wheel. And it's like, neither of those exist in Wisconsin. They nope. probably are meant to be Great America, Maybe. which was a popular day destination in this area. Yeah. But it just makes me laugh. And also case. Yes. Port Washington is also where Richie uh, Cunningham went to watch the submarine races uh, on Happy Days. Okay. Parker Stevenson. Oh, yeah. We love you, Parker. Come we on do. the show. Mm -hmm. Plays Craig Pomeroy. Pomeroy. He's best known, obviously, for his role as Frank Hardy. We've This is of the third course. time he's, we've he's been in a movie we reviewed. Yes. But he was also in Melrose Place. It's true. I loved We've talked about this. Yes. You know how much I love myself. I, I know. Most recently, he's in TV movies and a TV show called Greenhouse Academy. I think that's like a young adult show. Okay. Okay. And a movie called Last Call in the Doghouse. All right. He was also very famously married to Kirstie Alley of Cheers fame. Yes, he was. Yeah. So um, the the other two movies we reviewed, well, technically one of them wasn't a TV movie, but a two-parter of the Hardy Boys. And then This House Possessed, which we liked. Yes, we did. And we thought it was pretty good for yes. a seven. Uh, well, I guess it was early we 80s. the house was beyond awesome. I still want that house. Mm -hmm. We must go check out that house someday. Mm -hmm. People's Choice Award winner case. Yep. The Hoff. 
Yep. Plays Mitch Buchanan. Yep. He started his career on Young and the Restless. And I remember that because my mom watched it. Oh. So I actually remember when he was on it because he his brother on the show was Wings Hauser, who was also an actor. I don't know if he still is, but okay. they looked similar. Okay. And I just remember the storyline. So he's best known for his roles on Baywatch and Knight Rider. There's just no no doubt about that. Yes. But in Germany, he's a very famous singer. Yes. He received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1996. Okay. Well deserved. Good for well him. Well deserved with David Hasselhoff. All right. Well, Beth. Take it away, sister. Baywatch Panic at Malibu Pier opens by showing each of the characters in what becomes their famous slow motion running in the red cross in the red swimsuits uh also people on the beach are having a great time yeah uh we've got hobie mitch and jill riley they're racing on longboards in the ocean jill calls them cheaters and teases mitch about his first day on the job as a lieutenant a promotion he was just about to begin then there's a weird conversation between mitch and 13 year old hobie about rubbing suntan oil on a girl's back. It was weird. And I actually had to, I, I actually paused at that point and looked up this actor to see how old he was during that time. Cause I thought of like, oh, he must be like 11, maybe 10. No, he was 13 at that time. Yeah. So he looked 13 or younger. Yeah. He didn't look like an older kid. No, not at all. I, th th like I said, I thought he was younger. It's a strange scene. Yeah. So uh lifeguard turned lawyer. What is his name? What, Craig Pomeroy. Craig calls his wife. You see him driving in his car and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go work as a, a lifeguard today instead of going into the office. Yeah. So he takes his fancy convertible to the beach. It's, it's kind of weird that you can just be like, well, I'm just going to show up and work today. Yeah. Because they don't have enough cover. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then we cut to new hire Shawnee. She is getting ready. Uh, well, she's getting a ride with friends to her first day on the job. She stops to speak with also new lifeguard Eddie, who's on his way to the beach as well on a skateboard. Right. Cutie patootie. Yeah. I had a crush on that actor. Mm -hmm. She tells him that she's happy to be placed in Baywatch and he's real short with her and he leaves. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got a young woman named Lori Harris who's riding her bicycle in heavy traffic. It's pretty funny. Yeah. She's nearly hit by a car. She's also on her way. And then Craig arrives at Baywatch, which is the name of like their station, I, I guess. Which like I, the actually, building. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea until this movie. Yeah. I just thought Baywatch was like a general term, but it yeah. seems to be the headquarters for the lifeguarding or whatever, mm. whatever it is, whatever yep. that beach is. The other lifeguards are joking, jokingly calling him Perry Mason, because if you recall, he's actually um, a, a lawyer. All right. Now it's Mitch's first day in his new office as a lieutenant talking about his uh, living schedule He had, um, with Hobie. Um, he has to live full time with his mom because he has to go to summer school and mom doesn't want him to be distracted by the beach. Mitch promises that in six weeks, they'll be back into their regular shared custody. Yeah. Cause Hobie's really unhappy. Hobie is really unhappy about having to live with his mom for the entire summer. Yeah. He's kind of bummed about summer school too. Right. And I think that Mitch is kind of upset that he's not going to have him around. Yes. It seemed, at least it seemed that way. Yes. Okay, so cut to Al now, meeting a new character. He's running on the beach. 
and Craig stops to say hi. He tells Al it's been a month since he worked as a lifeguard. He tells Al he found a loophole in mandatory retirement and that he won't have to retire anytime soon. So this is probably a good time to mention that Al is an elderly, uh, not elderly, Al, he's older than the other lifeguards and it appears there's some kind of mandatory retirement age for lifeguards. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't want to retire and Craig is like trying to help him. This is the only time they bring it up and reference it at all in yes. this movie. But I think it's just a way to introduce that mandatory retirement, which becomes kind of important. Yeah, but it's story. kind of like it kind of feels like a cloud over the whole thing, though. Like yeah. they don't mention it, but I feel like I felt during the movie just like awareness of the fact that he was yes. older. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So his old friend and co-worker Al speaks with Mitch then who second guesses his choice to take the promotion. Yeah, like Mitch is like, I don't know about this. He doesn't like wearing the uniform, mm -hmm, the shoes, because mm -hmm. normally he's just in his little red lifeguard, lifeguard shorts yep. and mm -hmm. his flip-flops. So now we've got Craig. He's patrolling under a pier and he lets his vehicle get stuck. Yeah, he didn't know about low and high tide. Yeah, which, it's which been a long time. Yeah. So he's calling in. Al reports that a tow is on its way. At the same time, Lori is above him on the pier. Now, remember, Lori is the girl that we saw on the bike who was also coming to the beach. She is smoking and burning a letter that she then throws into the ocean. Now, Craig, he takes his shirt off because he's getting wet. Yeah. Frank Hardy never took a shirt off. No. Craig no. Pomeroy yeah. takes a shirt off. Okay, so now Lori fall she jumps up onto the ledge of the pier and like like a balance beam. Yeah, She's like, walking on it. We and... like we did that all the time as kids. Like you get on the corner of yeah. the curb and yeah. you walk it like you're a gymnast. Yes. That's what she was doing. Yep. And she falls and she lands in the water near Craig. So he has to rescue her. He gets her to safety. He performs CPR on her. She comes to coughing and she looks at him lovingly. And spoiler alert, she thinks that she is actually in love with Craig. Double spoiler alert. She may have some issues. Yes. We're going to find yes. out. Yes. All right. So now. Cut to Jill. Yeah, I guess we're back at Baywatch now. In yeah. Like a, they must have first aid offices in there yeah. for people who need to be laid down from heat exhaustion or if they get caught or something like that, they yeah. bring them to this area, I guess. So now we've got Jill in this health room. Is what I, I, the, I thought of it the as health like the health room. room. Yeah. <laughs> so she gives Lori a sweatshirt and... Lori's like, oh, is this Craig's? And Jill's like, well, uh, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, and then Jill asks Lori what happened, but Lori doesn't answer. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So we as the audience aren't sure, like, was she attempting to take her own life or was she, was it just an accident because the whole burning the letter and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Now we've got Mitch giving Craig a hard time about getting the truck stuck under the pier because like, honestly, it was like yeah, ruined. Like, like, but he should have known not to drive under the pier during yeah, it's, high tide or low tide or as the mm -hmm. tide is going out. I'm assuming it goes to, I don't even know. I don't know. Whatever the tide it was, he should have not driven it into the water. Right. And he should have. He, and he, right. he, he not only should have, he would have. Being an experienced lifeguard, he would have known not that 
scene really did actually get stuck in my craw because yeah. I was like, he would never have driven it to a place that it would have gotten stuck. No. And they never like show him driving around either. They just no. show him like getting out and being stuck. Yeah. So at first you're like, oh no, what's yeah. happening? And like you think something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And then it's just, I guess, to place him where Lori is so that he can find her. But you're right. I mean, that could have placed him there in a whole bunch of other different ways. He could have been walking on the pier and saw her jump or driving past and saw her fall or whatever it is. But you're right. He like that would like get you fired. I would imagine ruining it. I mean, that truck was submerged. Not to mention the environmental impact of of vehicle being. And even back then, that would have been like a big problem in California. Yes. All right. So did I say Craig gave a hard time right back to Mitch about him being a lieutenant? Because again, he has to wear the uniform and shoes. And you can tell that all of these people are good friends. They're giving each other hard times, but it's really teasingly. Yes. Like it's not, there's no tension. It's just that they've been friends for a very, very long time. And they just are like, you know, yeah. You do, you ruin the truck. Haha, you look silly in your promotion outfit. Yes, exactly. All right. So now Craig comes into the health room and checks on Lori and tells her two other peer jumpers perished recently. She denies that she jumped, explains that she slipped while she was balancing on a rail. Craig is skeptical and asks for her information in order to make a report, like her personal information. Yeah. Lori tells him she's lucky he saw her fall and asks if he believes in fate. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. He oh, says no, oh. but she tells him he should. Oh, no. It's all kind of creepy vibes. Yeah, and he's just kind of being like, and he kind of is throughout, just kind of being a nice person. Yes. But maybe... A little stupid. Maybe we all naive, naive. I'll go naive. So I'm going to say at this point, stalking may not have been, we may not have been aware of people doing that and how dangerous they can be at this point. Yeah, quite. So I think he's just trying to be nice. I mean, he's trying to be professional. He's not leading her on in any way. Correct. All right. Now, cut to Craig Pomeroy would never do that. No, he would not. (laughs) Nor would Parker Stevens. Right on. All right. At a morning meeting, we've got Al telling everybody about a party for Mitch. Yep, to celebrate his promotion. Mitch tells Al he's not going to tell them how to do their jobs. Or he tells not just Al, he tells everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm your boss, but I'm still one of you. Yeah, which is not really a great way to lead. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, it's not usually useful because you know what happens when that happens? People will take advantage of that friendship. Well, I'll tell you what, Beth, just kind of makes them look good. And we're going to take a break and listen to it so you can judge for yourself. Yeah, you you decide. A little respect for the new lieutenant, please. This speech is going to be much better than it ever was. More competitive, safer, and with a lot more and better parties. Am I right? You is a fish tie only affair we're collecting money for heal the bay we've got a great place donated so dig deep in those pockets right that's right and we need women good looking women not those ugly women you hang out with okay james so i want you guys to think hips lips and fingertips two quick things mike newman yeah don't wear that silly toupee to the party let's have a big round of applause for our new lieutenant hey! I'm not going to tell you how to do your jobs. 
some of you have been lifeguards as long as I have. Some of you even longer. So uh, just do me a favor, huh? Make me look good. That's it. So we have a studio being built for us, Case. I mean, you know this. I'm just telling our listeners. Yes. I'm super excited. It's very exciting. Yeah. So it's kind of this little space in our house that is too big, too big for to actually be a closet, but too small to be really like, no, too small to be a closet, but too big to, no. What would you say it's, I mean. Well, it would not, be a nice walk-in closet, but you have plenty of storage down here. Yeah. And so I think they just walled it off with the thought of it being I think it was meant to be like a, a bathroom again. No, I actually thought based just because of the tiling was like letters. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been meant to be like a kid's playroom. Okay. I don't know what it was because okay. it, was, it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. And so I said to Mike, oh, I'd love to get that finished to do a studio. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So we have a guy coming this afternoon to mud it again. And yeah. Hopefully not the next episode, but maybe by August episodes we'll be in there. Yeah, very and exciting. Hopefully I will also have our microphone situation. We got a new microphone. It's super touchy. It's picking up all the ambient sound. So I'm I've got to do a little more research on how to I I I think I know what kind of needs to be done, but I'm gonna to have to test it a little okay. bit. Otherwise you're gonna hear and you're gonna hear every, every time I swallow. Right. It's it, because yes. it's such a good microphone, it's it's just picking up everything. So mm-hmm. once we work that out, I'm super super excited about it though, Case. Yay! So now yes. Mitch talks to Shawnee and Eddie. Oh yeah. Eddie gets assigned to Tower 27. All right. Shawnee's disappointed because she wanted that tower, and now she's gonna be assigned to the rescue boat with Jill, and she didn't want to be assigned. To the rescue boat. I'm not I'm not sure why that's a bad thing. Mitch tells her he's going to sign her to a tower when she's ready. So we get the impression at this point, and we know Eddie was like top five in the class, maybe the top lifeguard. You have to go to lifeguard school to become, mm-hmm. to do this. And Shawnee did not do as well. So Eddie doesn't know why she was assigned to this Baywatch unit yes. where all like the best of the best are. Yes. And we don't really find out. There's no spoiler alert or anything. It, yeah. We don't really ever find out. Maybe that's something they explore later in the series. Mm-hmm. But I think it was meant to sort of give them some conflict. Yeah. Conflict between mm-hmm. one another, which is, which is there pretty yeah. much right from the beginning. It's true. So Mitch actually tells Eddie that he should also patrol the Sun and Sea Club, which is a private beach next to his tower. Okay. Even though they have a private lifeguard case, apparently the lifeguards don't do that good of a job. Mm-hmm. And so now he's got a problem with Shawnee's swimsuit because there's no lifeguard patch on it. And then they kind of make a big deal about what she's wearing. And Yeah, because there's no space for a patch on it. Right. That's... Because it's basically an itsy-bitsy bikini that has that connector piece yes. between the top and Technically, the bottom. Technically, it's a one-piece by a yeah. string. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand. Don't they have, like, don't they give you suits? Uh, I, I mean, I thought yes. they did. That's every... my understanding and experience. Yeah, so... and everybody wears yeah. the same suit the rest of the series. So, obviously, I mean, there's some... They Here's the deal. Shawnee wanted to be a lifeguard to hang out at Tower 27, where her friends always hang out on the beach. At the Sun and Sea Club, probably. Yes. Yeah. So she's not actually doing that because they're like, you're a lifeguard. We're going to train you how to work well as a lifeguard. You're on the boat, baby. And now she's like, oh, no, now I have to work. Yes. So now we have Lori. Craig is out drying her clothes or somebody's drying her clothes. So he goes to pick them up. Obviously, they have washers and dryers. So she goes through his she goes through his office. Yes. She like goes through his 
his stuff mm-hmm. and she finds a key in his bag and takes it we don't know at the time what the key is but we find out later yep he lets her keep his sweatshirt and he's like okay i gotta go now to my tower yep. even though he doesn't <laughs> really it's been work. a long morning yeah. like if you're like everything we've said so far has happened in one morning he hasn't even opened his tower yet no the huh. tower that he's not that probably working, opens at 8 a.m doesn't work at yeah okay <laughs> Up, not, up, up next case. Yes. Beach montage. We're in bikinis. And here's our buns. Boobs and buns and boobs and buns. That's why people watch the show. Let's face it, it wasn't the storylines necessarily. Captain Thorpe now. Here's another new character. Yes. He comes to speech with speech. He comes to speech with Mick. He comes to speak with Mitch. Oh, yeah. And now Mitch is wearing flip-flops with his uniform. He is. The captain tells him, you got to go back and change your shoes. So I think this captain is in charge of the entire Baywatch lifeguard. Maybe maybe all the beaches. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's so it's set up kind of like police department or fire department or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is serious business. Beaches and beach and lifeguarding is serious business in, in places like California where you're up against the ocean. Yes. So he asked Mitch about Al's performance because he's getting close to retirement, mandatory retirement. And Mitch is like, I think Al is still fit for the job. He's doing fine. Okay. Then they kind of drop it at this point. Now, Jill complains to Mitch about having to babysit Shawnee and asks Mitch, like, where did she come from? And all Mitch tells her is that he was assigned to Baywatch by Captain Thorpe. We know nothing else. They don't, we don't know she, if they're, she, she was, Shawnee, that Shawnee yeah. was, we okay. don't know if they're related or how that happens. Right. Mitch asked Jill to take, like, he's like, why don't you mentor her? Yeah. Take her under your wing and do your job, woman. Just yeah. go out on the boat and do your job. Yep. So now we have this super weird Australian lifeguard, Trevor Cole. There's like a pole up against the building that he climbs up yeah. to go into Mitch's office. It's through the window. It's actually foolishness. And this yeah. part I don't like and would not probably be made today. He gives him a card that says Trevor Cole, shark, shark fighter and virgin converter. Yeah, that uh, I it was I hate to use the term the young ones use, but it was cringe. Back. It, it's, it was, was cringe. very cringe. I was like, what? did and you know because i watch with the captions on i was like did they caption that correctly and i had to rewind it and really listen yeah and i was like oh my gosh i that no that would never fly no it's disgusting no it was and it was even Mm. in the realm of this tv show was foolishness and the climbing of the thing yeah get it we get it hot australian guy gets a part in this movie blah 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 yeah so crow Cole brags to Jill and Mitch that he broke one of Mitch's lifeguard records. And Mitch is kind of like, I think that's awesome that you did that, you know? And then Cole is like, oh, do you want my autograph? Obviously, this is supposed to be some kind of conflict. I don't know if this guy's in the series or not. I I don't know. Mitch asks why Cole is there. And Cole replies that he came to lifeguard, but he has to go to rookie school first. And then he's like, being crammed in a tower isn't my style anyway. So in the meantime, Mitch, I got a job lifeguarding at the Sun and Sea Club. Yeah, and if you recall. And you know what, Mitch? You don't need to watch over me. So somehow he got, he learned that the lifeguards watch over. And he's like, I'm not an amateur. Mitch is warned to keep the lifeguards. He's like, keep them out of my waters, mate. Uh And then he jumps from the tower onto the beach, does a flip and runs off. It is 
Weird. I didn't. It's it was, weird. It was not a good scene. That's weird. It didn't make anybody look good. No. It was foolishness. Lori approaches Craig on the beach now. So she's clearly stalking this guy at this uh -huh. point. She's wearing a sweatshirt and she's like, oh, how are you doing? And he's like, fine. And he goes to treat a woman who hurt her foot, like okay. takes her up to the tower and like, you know, puts a bandaid on it or whatever. This upsets Lori, I guess, because she he's talking to other women. Yep. And so she sits on the beach and smokes. She's like sitting and staring at him and smoking. Afterwards, she follows the woman who's like putting on her shoes. And then Lori takes the key that she stole from Craig's office earlier and scratches this woman's car with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, oh boy, that's really scary. Yep. Cole patrols the beach, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eddie now helps a six-year-old boy find his mom. And the and the interesting part about this scene is that he ends up telling the boy that he was a foster child okay. himself. So yes. he's like, I didn't have a mom when I was a kid. Yeah. Just giving us a little insight into the character. Right, of which I actually think was a good... I like when they build the background of the characters. I do, so and, they don't, little... and they don't shove it in your face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that gives them a lot to explore later. And also kind of gives us a reason why he was so... Like he's stand very, very standoffish yeah. is the exact word I was going to mm -hmm. gonna lead. So now, Case, there's a riptide. Uh -oh. People are getting caught in it. Ah! So the whole Baywatch team responds. It's like... Yeah! Wah! There's the everybody running with their little red buoys that if I had if I would have had drums right now, I could play the diddle diddle do. Diddle diddle do. Not the same. Not the same. Dang it, we need those drum set back. I know. Then we have um the boat that Jill and Shawnee are in. Yep. There's a helicopter. Again, this scene like takes shows the whole, like I would say a quarter of a mile of the ocean. It's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. It's an all hands on deck response. It is. And it's a really neat the way they filmed this, the the photography was really lovely. Yes. Because it's like wide angles and you're seeing the beach mm -hmm. and all the things happening. So they they bring a child up from the riptide onto the boat. Shawnee panics. She just doesn't know what to do. And she's so she's like freaking out. Yep. And Jill kind of yells at her and then performs CPR at the same time on the beach itself. Al is struggling to get to this rescue. Yes. Apparently he's too old to be running fast. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. So now Mitch, now Mitch actually goes into the water as well. And then he comes out and Cole went into the water as well. But Cole picked a pretty woman to save. And Mitch goes and yells at him about it. Well, because he passed, he yes. literally swam past someone right. yes. to go to the pretty girl. Yes. And yes. Mitch was like, you don't get to choose who you save. Yeah. And then Mitch is like, eh, whatever, dude. And like, Cole, walk, Cole said I'm that. sorry, Cole. Yeah. And he walks off with this woman with his hand around her yeah. shoulder. Like, first of all, gross again. Yeah, it's gross. It's misogynistic. It's also super unprofessional. Mm -hmm. And you just pull this woman out of a riptide. Why is she not resting on the beach? Yeah. Why are you not actually doing anything to this girl? Mm -hmm. It's really sick. And he's kind of predatory. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Maybe in 89 it wasn't, but it sure mm, seems that nope. way today. So I feel it was predatory. It's predatory. The end doesn't yes. matter when it was. Right. I think saying virgin converter is also a Disgusting. pretty predatory thing. Yes. So now. All right. Lori arrives home. Okay. And ignores her mom. Who's yep. like, oh, there you are, Lori. And then Lori's like, whatever, ignores her. And then they, before they leave the scene, they show on a wall, there's a big sign that says, welcome home, Lori. Yeah. So now we know she's been somewhere. She came back and there's tension with her mom. That's yep. all we know. That's all we know. Hobie sneaks out of school. Oh, In another Hobie. super weird WTF is happening moment, 
he runs into a girl who presumably is the same girl he was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. who asked him to put suntan oil on. So she unhooks her strap of her mm -hmm. suit so she won't get tan lines. It's very cringe. They're They're young. They're middle 13. schoolers. It's super cringe. They're middle schoolers. Right. And then another, while he's like starting to rub the oil, another boy comes over and like kind of pushes Hobie out of the way. And I don't want to say takes over. It's just cringe. Yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. about it anymore. Now okay. Mitch is attempting to climb the building like Cole did. Yeah. And Gail case. His ex-wife shows up. Yeah. And who is it? It's Wendy Malick. Wendy Malick. We love her so I know. much. I know. Oh, Hot in Cleveland. Such a good show. Yes. But she's done so much. She's been in so many things. Yes. They, she had such a small part that I didn't talk about her, but we should find a TV movie with her in it. Yes. I think we need to do that. Yes. They take the truck to look for Hobie. So like now Gail shows up and she's like, oh no, Mitch, Hobie left school. And first of all, Mitch, why are you? climbing a building right like and, and then, like an yeah. idiot and he's like never mind i don't know she does yeah. ask him about it she does and he's like i don't know never mind so they take the truck not the one that craig destroyed no <laughs> but they take a truck to a go similar truck yeah to go look for him and while they're driving and looking for hobie she gail is like so this joint custody thing's not working it's like a party at your house all the time of course he wants to be with you because it's the beach yeah apparently mitch lives nearby as well yeah and she's like i want joint i want full custody he's like no and she's like well we're gonna go to court they find hobie and gail takes him home okay cole returns to his tower to find <clears throat> that was not the right word craig returns to his tower to find Lori waiting with a bottle of wine and wearing case only a robe yes so i think it's the end of the day at this point everybody's Creepy. laugh and he's like oh that's where my key went can i have it back mm -hmm. and then she gives him a poem she wrote which under other circumstances might seem cute mm -hmm. this is super creep and she's like here's a glass of wine and he's like uh we don't drink on the beach we don't have alcohol we don't have glass sister you need to leave yeah and she's like um no yeah he's like i'm married she's like so so then she goes like now they're outside they were in the tower which mm -hmm. apparently has enough room for romance uh, apparently um, but now outside the tower where they actually sit and there's cover yep. she goes back up on the railing it's her jam yeah mm -hmm. and he like helps her down and she asks him to kiss her and she like takes her robe off yep as she's doing this a coworker Owen comes to pick him up because remember he doesn't have a truck to go back to headquarters yes. anymore. And Owen is very upset about what's happening because Craig, first of all, Craig's not even an employee there. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, he's married. Yeah. And all he sees is this woman take this robe off and be naked. Right. And so he's he goes to talk to Owen and he's like, okay, dude, I'm you don't what really happened here is that she she's crazy or whatever. Yeah. Nothing's going on. I'll walk back. And Owen is like, eh, dude, you got, he doesn't say anything. He just gives him a look. Yeah. And then he turns around and Lori's running off. Yeah. Now huh, we're in the locker room and Shawnee is crying and upset because remember earlier she panicked about the CPR. She's mm -hmm. a newbie. You got to give people like leeway. And that's why they don't put newbies alone. Right. They are with other people. So actually at this point, Jill like consoles her. Oh yeah. We, we should just, just revisit real quick the riptide scene. Yeah. So when you talked about Jill giving CPR, we forgot to say Shawnee, Shawnee was there and was supposed to, and she panicked yes. and she couldn't give. Yeah. She, yeah. she was not, she couldn't remember what to do, which yeah. actually in a situation like that would not happen. be that uncommon. Correct. I think they probably, you probably have to train yourself mm -hmm. to like 
like in like people in the military, they tr sometimes they train them to sleep on commands because when you're at war or doing other things, you can't always sleep. Yeah, work, sleep, sleep. So people train themselves to do certain things. And I think that might be a situation where you have to train yourself to calm down yep. in a situation where you would, where most people would panic, yep. just like a firefighter going into a fire. Yeah. So actually at this point though, Jill is quite kind to her. She consoles her and kind of gives her a pep talk. And yeah. she's like, listen, listen, you know what? We're not going to be perfect the first day. Yeah. It's fine. We're going to do this. And and it was nice. Yeah. So at this point, I they're kind of befriending nice. the, each other. Mm -hmm. And now the captain is actually mad at Mitch because he was not supposed to go in the water. He was supposed to coordinate from the beach. Yep. Or his truck or wherever he was on the command. Yep. But the captain knows he did it because Al didn't make it to the beach, apparently. And that's why Mitch went in because uh -huh. they needed all hands on deck. So now the captain tells Mitch, you have to remove him. He can't be on patrol anymore. And Mitch doesn't want to do this because they have been very, very good friends. And we know this because Mitch then goes to Al's house, walks yes. in, and there's pictures of Mitch and Al and Hobie all over his house. Mm -hmm. You can see that these people have been not just friends, but family for a very, very long time. Yes. And I would put Mitch at this point, mid forties. I mean, they probably knew each other 20 or more years at this point. Mm -hmm. And I suppose when you're lifeguarding together, you probably form a family like you do if you're a police officer. Yeah. And Al probably mentored Mitch. I, so that would be my guess. Yeah. That's my guess. Just based on the age differences and stuff. And he Al clearly loves Hobie. Yes. That's a big thing. So Mitch goes to Al's house and tells him about, like, tells him about Gail, who's going to try and get custody of Hobie. And then after they're kind of done talking about that, they start talking about work. And Mitch doesn't come out and say it, but Al realizes that he's there to remove him from the patrol. Yeah. And I think Mitch was really concerned about Al's reaction, but Al was very understanding. He gets it. Yep. You know, and he also knows that it's not coming from Mitch, that it's coming from the captain. Yes. Next up case. Oh, yeah. The party. Yes. There's neon. I There's lots of neon. An indoor pool. Yep. A live band and dancing. Mm -hmm. And somehow Lori. Yep. She's somehow figured out where the party She's was there just followed the neon and the sound of the music it's just so weird and they're dancing like super 80s i dancing. know it was so and it's and it was it's like i i was never i was at a lot of parties in the 80s they were never like that i've there was never, never space no to move around no if there were that many people you were crowded like this in a house party and you're what you're where you're crowded at is the barrel yeah the half or barrel, the bathroom or the bathroom well yeah. The bathrooms were often, uh, you couldn't even get to either one of those most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And then you're trying not to, you're yeah. actually smoking up in yeah. the air because yeah. you're trying not to hit other people. Yes. I guess we just didn't get invited to the right party. I guess probably. <laughs> California parties look like fun. Invite yes. us to one. We want to come. Yes. But they're like dancing around the pool and they're mm. dancing on the stairs. They're dancing everywhere. It's, and there is plenty of room between people. Yes. It's super weird. Yes. Especially because there's like this live band that you kind of aren't sure if that's a band and then you see them like you see the drummer and then you see the singer so that it's all coming back to drums oh it is we need to get some drums all right Lori's staring at craig yes she is he's dancing and, and making out with his wife yeah and she is not happy not at all now shawnee runs into eddie and asks him hey you want to dance and he's like no i'm leaving and she asks him if he's all right and he Asked what it was like saving that little girl, or it was a little boy earlier in the day, or no, he saved a little girl. And he says he felt mixed up like he was the victim. 
And then she's like, well, what does that mean? And he kind of snaps at her. But so let me play that for you so you can actually hear it. Yeah. I think that's the best way to explain it. Perfect. You aren't leaving, are you? Yeah, I'm just not much for parties. Oh, come on. Come dance with me. Guarantee you'll have a good time. And all you California girls think about huh? having a good time? Well, it's better than brooding off by yourself. You all right? What does it feel like to you today, huh? Saving that little girl? I don't know. You saved her. I just, um, tried to help. What does it feel like to you? Mixed up. Like I was the victim grabbing onto her to save me. What do you mean? Doesn't matter. You can tell me. Why does everyone around here think because we work together we should be one big happy family? I don't need another family, okay? Okay. I just really wanted to know. Case, I was going to say, going to tell our listeners... We're going to meet the Fonz. Yes, we are. In November, he's going on a book tour, Henry yep. Winkler, and I'm so excited. Yes, it's going to be very cool. It's gonna be, I wish they made a Happy Days TV movie, but they did not. No. Mm. Oh, they should. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. All right, so back. Yes. Back to Baywatch. Okay, we'll do it. We'll now. We'll do it for Parker Stevenson. Now, remember, we're still at a party. Right? I and love so there's this, the party. This is the super weirdest scene. Case, have you ever in all of your days shared your makeup? I, I don't no. remember ever sharing no. my makeup. No. It's so unhygienic. So Lori goes into the bathroom where Gina is, and a, a, apparently it's just like this huge dressing room bathroom. The house had an indoor pool, so it must yeah. have been a pretty magnificent space yeah. all around. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So Lori sees Gina at the mirror, and she's she's like, hey, can I borrow some oh, of yeah. your blush? Because also, this Did mirror I Laura? has... I meant Lori. Oh, yeah. But this mirror has, like, seats at a vanity. Yeah. Not like, you're not like at the kind of bars we hung out where, you, you know... Heck no. They, some of them didn't, may not have even had um, sinks. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. Yeah. So our 20s were very different than we these had, people's. We had, yeah. <laughs> we had adventures. Okay. So Lori asked Gina to borrow her blush, and Gina's like, she I she was like, oh, okay. I would be like, no. No. I don't even know you. Why would Get you get my makeup? That's so no. unhygienic. Okay. So then then Lori tells Gina about this lifeguard who saved her and invited her to his tower <gasps> after the closing. No way and then she tells gina they made no. love did they and it was really beautiful oh. and at this point gina is like doesn't know she's talking about craig but also like would would know that that is like super against the rules yeah, to like bring that's... a woman to a tower or if you're a female to whoever yeah. It, it's it's yeah. basically a fireable offense. No nookie in the tower. Right. So as they leave the bathroom, Lori points out Craig and then she kisses him and he's like, this is my wife. But he's more like, like she goes, up, Lori goes up to him, kisses him on the lips. Yeah. And he's not like, whoa, because what would your first reaction be? Put to now, push that person away. Obviously, people who kiss on the lips. I mean, there's yeah, there's some fine. There's some people we know who do that or, yeah. I'm, you know, friends, whatever. And that's 
fine. I mean, I don't normally. If it's your yeah, jam, but like, no. The cheek is acceptable, more acceptable than yeah. like a lip kiss. But he's just like, oh, hey, Lori, this is my wife, Gina. I would be like, uh, who's that woman kissing you on the lips? Yeah, it was so weird. All right. So Gina tells Craig how Lori has been telling her all about their romantic day. Uh oh. Lori yells at Craig. And the room goes quiet. She's screaming so loud. The entire yeah. band stops yeah. playing. Okay. Craig, <laughs> Craig denies anything ever happened. And uh, Gina walks out and Craig follows Gina. And then Owen is standing there because he's like, well, didn't Craig say to Owen, like, you were there, you saw it. And Owen was like, ah, uh, what I saw, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Again, Owen did not get a SAG card in this movie. No. But he was like, oh, dude, all I saw was like a lady with her clothes on. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to ask me. No. So, cut to uh, Craig and Gina's home, and they're talking. They're not fighting. No. Nope. They're, like, having a nice, pleasant conversation yep. about Lori. Yep. And Lori calls. Yes. And uh, she threatens to harm herself if Craig will not meet her at his tower. Gina tells Craig to call the police, but Craig's like, no, 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 I just got to make sure she's safe. And so both Craig and Gina go. Smart move. Yes. Smartish. Should have called the police. Yep. At the tower, Craig finds Lori bruised and they ask her where she got the bruises. She tells them that her father hurt her. Craig tells Lori that she can stay with them and and she apologizes to them. Yeah. And I don't know. I would I don't know if somebody's talking to me, I would invite into my house. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe they feel sorry for her at this point. I think the only thing I can say about that is today we would be very aware that there's something really Unstable. wrong with this girl. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he'd be more aware that she'd been stalking him. But in 89. Like, there weren't even really stalking laws. I mean, the first stalking laws happened because of actress Rebecca Schaefer, who was yes. murdered. But that would have been in, I don't even know if that happened by this point yet or not. Okay. Maybe you're going to have to look I'm going to look up. it up while you're. All right. So now that we're back at home and Gina tells Craig that Lori is asleep. So they put her to bed because, you know, she's like a little girl. Gina and Craig agree that they should confront Lori's parents in the morning, even though she's 19 and legally an adult. They also think that they should call Child Protective Services. So now they make out and Lori is watching them from above. So creepy. And yeah. So Case, Rebecca Schaefer was murdered in July of 1989. So this was just a couple months before this movie came out. So okay. we've been filming. I don't think stalking laws really started happening until that. Yes. So... People may not just, I just found a drumstick. 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 So anyway, that's a very interesting story. If anyone wants to give that a Google, it's, it's so sad. I yeah. loved, I loved my sister, Sam. Yeah. Pam Dauber was in that. I know. Uh, all right. So now we've got Al and Hobie. They're going fishing on a charter boat. That's Yay. very nice. Awesome. What a nice day for them. Okay. So cut back. We've got Lori going through Craig's bag <laughs> and she takes out a very large knife. Yeah. Hmm. He must have to have one for, for work for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but you yeah. know, I mean, there could be maybe ropes or something. I mean, that would, it would be large enough to like cut through a yeah. rope. Yeah. It's, if, it's if, like a, it's like, it looks like a, Utility knife. Yeah, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. Okay. She sits on the beach and she stares at the knife and then she starts stabbing the beach. So scary. As she's thinking about watching Craig and Gina making out the night before. Yeah, because there's like these 
like flashes. flashes of them making out and it's actually quite creepy mm-hmm. for a tv movie this is pretty creepy now we're getting into this house possessed mode just kidding it, yeah right so now at Lori's house craig finds out that Lori's dad is actually dead craig asked about the bruises and Lori's mom tells craig that uh, Lori self-harms and is also a liar and recently came home from a psychiatric hospital. Uh, oh, oh, boom, dear. boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Lori is really quite a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. We got a little single However, white female action going on. Lori's mom has not like reported her missing. Nope. I guess I guess she doesn't think she is missing. I don't know. So now we've got Lori uh, approaching Gina wearing Gina's blouse. Oh, creepy. Gina tells her she looks pretty. Lori tells Gina she wants to make up for hurting Gina and Craig and ask for a ride to where Craig saved her so she can bury a letter she wrote per her, per her therapist. All right. Now, once there, Gina hesitates to go under the pier and Lori runs off. Gina follows Lori under the pier. Um, She asks Gina to bury the letter for her. Gina reads it and realizes it's a suicide note to Craig from Gina. Lori cuts Gina with the knife, but she gets away. Thankfully. Now, during this time, Craig is frantically searching for them because, you know, he's like, oh, she is not stable. Right. So he goes home. She's, they're not there. He runs, he goes to the beach figuring that's probably where they went. Mm -hmm. Gina calls for help as she runs from Lori. Craig finds Gina and he tell, uh, and uh, she tells him that Lori is trying to kill her. Craig approaches Lori and pretends he wants to be with her. Lori tells Craig she loves him and begs Craig to save her again. Oh, geez. He ends up saving Gina and Lori goes back to wherever she came from. Yeah, she just kind of done. She's done. She's gone. Yep. All right. Now. Oh, no, Case. I don't even want to. I'm going to say this now. Just cover your ears. I, I, for the first time ever in a TV movie that I, well, no, I'll take that back. I did cry on for the, during the Matthew Shepard movie because that's a, horribly sad 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 movie i cannot remember another tv movie in which i cried this was the one i don't know what it was yeah but i did I tear cried. up i did tear up a little bit too all right i full-on cried so, buckle down oh, folks no. here <laughs> we go Bambi. just close yours just la, 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 la. don't think about it okay hobie and al are on the boat and enjoying lunch after fishing uh, Cook changes the gas improperly and uh, causes an explosion in the galley, which is like in the front of the boat, I think, yeah. or the back, it's like and the kitchen of the so boat. Abby and uh, Hobie and Al, Abby, I don't know who Abby is. Hobie and Al are like in the opposite side of the boat. Yes. Big boat case, yep. right? We're talking about a 50 or 60 foot. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's not just a little rowboat. No. Al tells everyone to jump overboard and get away from the boat. So the Baywatch team goes into rescue mode and um, and knows that Al and Hobie are the ones on the boat. Al tells the boaters with them not to panic. He fully takes charge and is like, he's doing his job. And it's yep. awesome because it's yep. like everybody keeps telling him you need to retire. You need to retire. And now there's this terrible moment and he's taking control and helping save people's lives. Yep. All right. So Shawnee panics again. Mitch dives down to the boat to look for Hobie because like, so the boat is half sunk and there are people like stuck underneath it. And yeah, cause I right. think Hobie, whoever was sitting with Hobie at lunch, like there was a table next to them. They're also stuck in this boat 
as it's sinking. So it must have yep. overturned and they got stuck underneath it. Yep. Because mm-hmm. there must have been air pockets too because Hobie was still yep. underneath the water. Yep. So Mitch dives down to look for Hobie despite Al's objections. And Hobie is stuck. He's below the boat with two other boaters. Al comes down now so Mitch can go up for air. Mitch requests scuba gear and goes back down. Mitch saves Hobie and the other two boaters. He dives back down for Al, but oh, it's too late. <laughs> oh. Al w- has been stuck in some fishing lines. They bring him up. Mitch and Jill perform CPR on Al, but it is too late and Al dies. Why did this affect me so much? I'll tell you why. It was the next scene. Because the next scene was so beautiful. So Al is given a funeral on the beach with Mitch giving the eulogy from one of several boats as the lifeguards stand at attention on the beach. You know what I loved? I loved, I loved like that everybody shows up in their uniforms and they show up with all the equipment and it's such an honor for Al to be eulogized and Yes. that way and i think that's what affected me so much yeah i can see i it. mean it was just so beautiful and yeah. sad but i also loved about this movie the way that they sent him off like instead of like making him retire and sitting at his house he's he he died doing something that he loved he died to a hero. do yep. and a hero and it was beautiful and that's what made me cry yep david hasselhoff you made me cry now we're not friends anymore but even though we never were Okay, so as music plays, there's a montage of the beach again with all of the lifeguards and scene. All right, all right. We're going to continue our summer series. Yes. Where we review TV movies from our favorite TV shows. Our second movie in July up next is Family Ties Vacation Case. Yes. 1985. This one aired just before season four began. So All right. it was like in September and then it went right into the next um, season. Season, yeah, season okay. four. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know. Find us on our socials. We are on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast, on Twitter at TV Movie Club Pod One. And on Instagram at made underscore four underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. That's a mouthful. Or give the hashtag MFTVMC podcast to Google and you'll find us. You will. You can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or find us on Facebook and tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse. I'm going to make you go for like 10 minutes.